All right, welcome back to CBS Sports Radio. The Packers beat the Panthers tonight, and so joining us to talk about it from 107.5, the fan in Green Bay, Marcus Eversall. Marcus, welcome back. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. Well, yeah, happy to have you because obviously, I mean, you expected the Packers to win that game. It, it was kind of close there a little bit at the end, but what would you make of the game, Marcus? Well, it was definitely the tale of two halves. I think the first half was about what everybody expected for the most part. It was typical Packers this season, hot knife through butter on offense. Rodgers got whatever he wanted. Aaron Jones got rolling. And then in the second half, for really maybe the first time all season, save for the disaster down in Tampa Bay a while back, the Panthers really shut down the Packers' offense. We saw five straight punts in the second quarter into the third, just three points in the second half. It was a completely different game in the second half, but hey, a win is a win for the Packers, and they're not going to apologize for it as they're now two wins away from locking down home field advantage. Well, yeah, and uh, who are the two games they have left, by the way? They've got the Titans at home next week, and then they finish up at Chicago. Okay, Titans game's a tough one. Like that's not that's yeah. not an absolute walk through the park. I'll say the Bears probably are, but the Titans was a tough matchup yeah. there. Definitely, I think next week's game has been the one that people have had circled on their schedule for a long time, and you probably can guess why. It's the first thing that comes to mind for the whenever you think about the Titans, you think about Derrick Henry, and if the Packers have a Achilles heel right now. Their run defense has not been reliable throughout much of the season. Now, the last few weeks, actually, the numbers say it's been a lot better. However, a lot of that has to do with the Packers scoring so many points offensively that other teams essentially have to stop running it. So next week, yeah, looking ahead to next Sunday night, Derrick Henry against this Packers defense is going to be something. Now, I'm not sure how Tennessee can slow down this Packers offense, but then again, the Panthers did it in the second half tonight, so I guess we'll see. Yeah, now here's one of the other things, by the way. When it comes to the defense, I know Zadarius Smith went down in the game, so not knowing the full severity of the injury, how valuable is he to the Packers? He's extremely valuable. Now, again, you're right. That was The injury happened late, and it's, again, I'm not a doctor. I don't know the ins and outs of what the exact injury is. It looked like it was an ankle that they were checking out. However, Zadarius Smith is really, really the biggest difference maker on the defense tough guy on that. However, he does have a tendency to have some of these almost like soccer injuries where he'll get nicked a little bit and then the trainers come out and he might miss a play or two, but then he ends up fine. It's just like if he doesn't feel 100%, I'm telling you it happens more than any other Packer I've seen ever, arguably. It's just like even if it's not the most severe injury, we're going to cross that bridge when we get there. But if he's out for the purposes of the question, Packers have a completely different defense. They haven't been as good overall top to bottom as, as the defense was last year. Zedarius hasn't been quite as good as he was last year, but he's still a pro bowler. He's a nice pass rusher. He can't every down, can line up over the guard on passing down. to play him, obviously, at outside linebacker. He's a great player. So if he were to be out, yes, that's definitely a big deal. Now, we're talking with Marcus Eversall from 107.5, the fan in Green Bay, and let's talk about Aaron Rodgers a little bit, right? Because I like the game for the numbers in the game today. Not exactly what you would expect from an MVP candidate, but Rodgers very much a leading MVP candidate. Why is that this year, Marcus? Well, there's a number of factors, and Rodgers has talked a lot about just in his personal life. Going back to the shutdown back in March, he's just taken a different 
view on life. And it sounds kind of corny. It sounds kind of cheesy, but the proof is in the pudding. I mean, he's carrying himself differently, smiling more. He wasn't so happy in the post-game interview tonight. I think he called it a, a disappointing win or a frustrating win. And it was that based on how they played in the second half. But he's just been a happier guy and he's been playing lights out. And that's where I think the obvious glaring difference from last year to this is the fact that it's the second season in Matt LaFleur's system. And I mean, that you can kind of relate to that no matter what you do for a living, right? You're probably better at your job now than you were on day one, or you will be if you're just starting. That's just the reality of the situation. Because when you look at it, you know, everybody expected him to bring in more weapons in the offseason. It's a receiver-rich draft. The Packers need a receiver after Devontae Adams. They didn't take a receiver at any point in the draft. They didn't bring anybody in in free agency to help Rodgers as far as weaponry goes. It's the same cast of characters as they had last season, but now you've got a 37-year-old quarterback who has now thrown 40 touchdown passes to four interceptions with two games to play. You cannot give enough credit to Matt LaFleur and his coaching staff. And I feel like, you know, we spend so much time talking about the MVP, and I get it because, you know, it's the most prestigious individual award in the sport. And we love talking quarterbacks, Rodgers and Mahomes. You know, it's, it's the sexy thing to talk about. But I don't think Matt LaFleur gets enough love for what he's done since he's been hired as Packers head coach. He is 24-6 and in his career in the regular season since they hired him last year. Aaron Rodgers set a really high standard for himself. So, like, the last couple of years when his numbers were down, in air quotes, those numbers would look pretty good for almost any other quarterback. But that said, by the standard that Rodgers has set for himself, he was having down years. Like, he was not playing to his standard and since before got here now you're seeing it in the second season here he is playing as well as he has ever played at any point in his career and that's the fascinating thing with all of this right because now for Rodgers the past couple of years he's still been pretty good but he hasn't been Aaron freaking Rodgers you know so like for him to go yeah. off and have a season like this and you did just draft Jordan Love in the first round like what is the conversation in Green Bay about Jordan Love does he come up at all do you guys talk about it much yeah, so, I mean, it, it'll still come up. I mean, it's like I'm kind of over it. Here's the thing with the Jordan Love thing is that nobody has – okay, yes, they picked Jordan Love. That's history. That decision was made. Clearly they see him as a future franchise quarterback, and they felt strongly enough about that to take him in the first round. So that happened. But we will not have any answers regarding Jordan Love – until he's playing meaningful snaps in the NFL. And that's not going to take for a while. So if he can play, if he ends up being a franchise quarterback, it'll turn out to be a good pick. Not all that different than when the Packers picked Aaron Rodgers when they still have Brett Favre in the fall. So I mean, we can all have our opinions on you know, whether or not Rodgers felt slighted by it or he was motivated by it, which he's best about that this week and naturally. Spoiler alert, he shut it down pretty quick. Like, he doesn't need anything to give him extra motivation or anything like that. But we're not going to have any answers on the Jordan Love thing for, for quite a while yet. And and that's the thing, because, like, for me, I look at it, and it's weird because I'm a guy who, I'm an Eagles fan, right? So, like, I have this background of it's been all this fuss with Jalen Hurts, and now he gets in, and, like, we've seen the horror, horror scenario play out in a sense. So that's, like, everybody's worrying about it every single week, requesting the future every single week. It's got to be a nice feeling for Rodgers to just come out and kill it and for this to not be a discussion at all, right? Like, it's got to be relaxing. Yeah, for sure. And I think overall... 
I would say the best time to draft a quarterback is when you don't need a quarterback, you know? Because if you really need a quarterback, then you get yourself into trouble. Like, well, you know, this guy's sitting there and we don't want him, but we need a quarterback. And then you get yourself into trouble because you hate your wagon to a guy you're not really can play. The Packers have Aaron Rodgers under contract for three more years after this. And if he can play or anywhere close to this level, he's going to make it really hard on the Panthers to say goodbye to him and turn the page to Jordan Love. Now, that decision is to move it up to take Love in the first round. Eventually, that transition seems inevitable. You don't make that move unless you're confident in what he develops, what he's going to develop into as a player. But right now, Rodgers is playing as well, if not better, than any quarterback in the league not named Patrick Mahomes. And I actually could immediately retract that statement. It's Rodgers and Mahomes. It's a two-horse race for MVP right now. Yeah, it certainly is. Now, gut feeling, who gets MVP? So I'm still going to be the bad guy, at least in Green Bay. I don't know if people are listening in Kansas City or whatever. They might like this. But I still lean towards Mahomes. He really could See, this year's MVP is a little bit different than most because, at least lately, it's been pretty obvious. It's been unanimous. I mean, Lamar Jackson was going to win last year's MVP, period. No questions asked, hands down. The year before that, it was Mahomes, same kind of thing. In in recent years, that tends to be the case. This season, the only thing ridiculous would be, in my opinion, is if you throw any other name into the conversation except for Rodgers and Mahomes. That's not a slight to Josh Allen or Russell Wilson who started the year hot or Derrick Henry. It's Rodgers and Mahomes. Rodgers has the edges, the edge in touchdowns. He's thrown fewer picks. He's got a better passer rating. Mahomes has more yards and more wins. And then we get into the whole well, how much should wins really matter? Wins isn't a quarterback stat. You know, it just goes round and round. So this is how I put it on our radio station on the phone in Green Bay, WDUZ. I'm like, we can have the MVP conversation, but I'm not really interested in the debate right now because we're talking about two future Hall of Famers who are playing the position arguably as well as it's ever been played. I would still lean towards Mahomes, but... I fully understand, and I get it, because Rogers, if Rodgers gets it, because he has also had an MVP-caliber season. Yeah, there's no shame in losing this year, that's for sure. Right. And uh, it's great to go through all this with you. Marcus Eversall, like you just said, from 107.5, the fan in Green Bay. Make sure you check him out. Marcus, thanks so much, man. Thank you very much for having me.